0: With the fourth episode of Ryan's, Tyler's, and Bears. Oh my, Tyler, how's it going? It's going good, man. All right. So, did I fuck up last week? That you did. <laughs> Tell me what I fucked up on.
1: Well, what you fucked up on is I. Here's for anybody listening. I knew he fucked up as he was fucking up.
0: But you didn't. You didn't call me no, out. No, I which didn't is, because which is a
1: bitch move. Because I think I was taking pleasure in the fact they were <laughs> fucking up, and I know later I would spring it upon him. To let him know and let him know who's boss here. And that's why we're best friends. Absolutely. Yeah. And so he fucked up on the band The Crack and The Strike. He meant he was talking about gang warfare, right? Yeah. And you said The Crack. Two totally different bands, same country, both with the, I think that's probably. No, one. no,
0: Strike's from, from Canada. Oh, they're from Canada? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, look, I fucked up. Oh, look who fucked up yeah. now.
1: Okay, well, yeah. former British colony, so <laughs> uh, technically, technically, Britain, kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could see that. Probably the duh the, in there.
0: Yeah. So uh, start off the show. I'm gonna play the crack. My world. Here it is. Track with their 1984 song "My World." Actually, dude, that was '89. You just can't read my handwriting. (laughs) Oh, my bad. Sounds about right, though. Yeah,
1: good song, man. Good
0: song, and like, they're uh, if if anyone if anyone in the in the punk or Oi subculture you know understands them, they're they're the perfect mix of Cox Bar with with Slade, where.
1: And what did they consider themselves? Do you like were the crack? Were they kind of like the Cockney rejects, and they weren't
0: punks or skins or anything? Just kind of. I don't know because I know I know it's either one of them or a couple of them now play for like the live shows with Cockspur, like they're part of the Cockspur's band. Okay, for Cockspur. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I think I read that they actually they actually were on like a they were like a like a top of the pops. Type of like talent show, and they I actually, could see that. And actually, I think they won with that song.
1: And then that had to be that's why I was questioning the 1989 date on this because by 1989, man, uh, what you called a street rock or punk, oy, all that had kind of gained was sort of pushed down out of the mainstream. So well, yeah. I could see them being like Cockney Rejects were on like top of the pops and all that, but that would have been like what 79, 80.
0: Yeah, I forget. Was I it, mean, was it wasn't, um info Riot was supposed to be like a gigantic band. They were getting a lot of uh,
1: same with the Foreskins, too. Yeah,
0: and then I think when <laughs> pe- apparently people didn't realize that the band name info Riot meant in for a riot. Yeah, Infra Riot. And then that's when that's when like all media coverage said like no, we're not going to support this. Well, absolutely. And then, absolutely. They, and then and that's when they just became strictly for punks.
1: And then at that same time, you had the whole you know thing going on in Britain where. The phenomenon of, you know, a Nazi skinhead was becoming a thing. Yeah. And I think South Hall Riot, you know, and that Four Skins business, and I think Last Resort show kind of put the death knell in things. Yeah.
0: But uh, speaking of skinheads and this this band sounding a lot like Slade. Oh, Slade and I th- Skins, I think I think we, we want to address something that pisses us off. Well, um, yes.
1: <laughs> and it's, you know, coming from this subculture, you know, especially in our youth, like you get told to listen to certain bands some of the bands make sense. I get it. You know, you're going to listen to the first wave of oi bands. And like, okay, Last Resort, Four Skins. It's kind of, it's mandatory that you yes. listen to them. Then comes, you see guys with a shirt like Slade. And they're all suited and booted. And you're like, oh, what's Slade? They're like, oh, well, they're actually a glam rock band. Yeah. But they dressed as skinheads for like five minutes.
0: Because the people, their management was dressing them up in the times of the youth. Well, yeah. And it
1: was, if you wanted to look like a you know a tough character pretty much kind of like how they did boy bands later on you know making them dress like hoods and stuff they dressed him as skins and i remember this the singer guitar player for slade was saying like he's like yeah my sister dated one of those guys once and like he was scary as fuck, and I felt terrible dressing like one. Yeah. And so they stopped doing that, but like their short period doing that, you got guys. I mean, still to this day doing the Slade, you know, thumb out and all yeah. that. Yeah, and I I like Slade
0: a lot. It's a good band, man. You know, they're they're a, they're such a good band, and they were genuine like rock songwriters. They like they did all their stuff. Well, yeah, they're and, Quiet Riot's two hits are Slade songs. <laughs> yeah, but. I think for for people in the skinhead subculture to walk around with like like that first album where they're dressed as skins mm-hmm. and that's like the shirt I'll see people wear like it's fucking lame. Like, well, it's yeah, it's, you're supposed to be against like the whole plastic gangster type of stuff, and you're rocking the shirt of the band that did that.
1: Exactly, dude. It, it, honestly, in that subculture, dude, it wouldn't matter if. God, you know, Linda Ronstadt dressed like a skin bird on one album, dude. They would rock her stuff nonstop. Yeah,
0: But, yeah, for the record, Slade does rock. Don't get us wrong. The fan base, at least uh, for the skinheads, needs needs to get a reality check. Well, yeah,
1: and if you're going to like Slade, then you might as well like other glam stuff, too. Not just because of a skin image.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, So on to your pick you want you, you want to do your pick you want to talk about something else
1: yeah let's do my pick and uh mine's going of course to the german vein again and it's i'd say one of the most under not an underrated because people love this song it's one of their main hits but it's Rammstein, the i guess you'd say it's called neue deutsche hart band but we'd call it industrial here
0: well this is and this is a this is the sleeper track because it's loved but not. But maybe, it's not
1: like, du host and these. Yeah, you know,
0: and it's also just not understood.
1: Exactly, and the main reason is people think, okay, the song, you know, the song title looks like links two three four. Well, Lynx is left in German, and Rammstein, because they were so popular and a German band were automatically an international audience is going to say these guys sound scary. Oh, are they using Nazi imagery? You know, what is this and. They released this song to dispel that, but they did it in a cool Rammstein way. It's not coming out and saying, oh, we're not Nazis, you know, this and that. But basically the translation of the sort of pre-chorus is saying, you know, they want me to be on the right side, but I look down at my heart and it's on the left. And I think that is powerful and awesome. And the song just kicks
0: ass. Yeah, it does. Let's uh, Let's march to this tune. Such a harsh propaganda song. The harshest, man,
1: and I, I wish more people were aware of the English translation to it. And it's, I, I don't know, because it's, I'd say from a left-leaning song, one of the most powerful ones. Well,
0: we I think can make. I think too, with, with their popularity in the United States, with just their few songs of like "Du there's are some major douchebags. Oh, the like, like Romstein. Yeah, and a it's, lot of monster hat wearing. Oh yeah, and
1: then you go to a Ramstein show, and the whole thing is—I mean, it's weird. There's a lot of homoerotic stuff. I mean, it's yeah, it's an odd band for bros to like. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, they're they're good. I can, I can get get at them with it with the at the gym and stuff. But, oh, dude,
1: I can fuck with romstein all day, man.
0: Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, w- you're gonna you're gonna do your second one now. Um, I'm so good with that, man. Yeah, go go for it, then we can get we can get back back on on mine. All right,
1: cool, man. Well, yeah, my second track is uh, from Ice T's Body Count, which I love Body Count. Yeah, and it's the song "There Goes the Neighborhood." Well, you
0: like them more than their their gimmick, their. Well, exactly. Their I love about novelty. Body
1: Count. Like I like it for what Ice T set out for that band to be. You know, it's. I mean, this is from 1992. It's not a rap rock band. It's a straight hardcore punk just awesome band and this song there goes the neighborhood is so cool cuz it's all about the fact that you know from situations that actually happened to him it's like here's a bunch of black dudes from South Central LA playing hardcore punk music and it was there's never been really anything like it done since then
0: no i mean he he's i mean he's rehashing it now too and it's it's still really good
1: it still is but for the time seeing those first shows and yeah. everything and it's like that would have been something to yeah. be yeah
0: Cool. Let's. Uh, yeah. This is. This is now just turning into. Into a radio show that we get to play what we want, which is pretty cool, I guess.
1: Exactly. We'll digress it's, in some other un- stuff here
0: until we until we get our cease and desist letter from I don't know Century Media for playing Body Count or whoever he signed. I for. don't
1: even know who they're signed. To. You know, I think it probably is Century Media. This was released back in Time Warner, and everybody knows the story of them and Time Warner and a certain song that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is actually that Charlton
0: Heston had to uh, recite and court.
1: George Bush the first. Yes, yeah, and it's uh, if you buy the album now, that song is not on there. Yeah, which sucks. Time Warner deleted it. He still plays it live all the time.
0: Yeah, I remember I saw I saw one of the CDs in like a uh, it was kind of like a half price books down in Federal Way, and they were selling it for super cheap, and I was like, holy shit, like this this CD is out of print. I need to. Like why the hell is this so cheap? Yeah. And, yeah, it was the it was the re-edited version yeah. without it. I know I'm the original the version case.
1: goes through for huge bucks. Oh, man. it does.
0: Yeah. Cool. Let's listen to it.
1: There goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood.
0: Don't they know rocks only for whites?
1: Don't they know the rules? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I love, I love
1: Ice-T. Ice-T's a great guy, man. I, I was watching him do uh, that one said song we were talking about live <laughs> recently. And uh, every time before he does it, he was playing it in the Netherlands. And he goes, all rise for the Dutch national anthem. <laughs> and he does it every place he plays. And it's so good. And on the, on the break, he... Uh, you know in the interlude of the song he always says he's like he's like i don't give a fuck i play one on tv
0: <laughs> i know i know in every interview i've heard with him talk about music he always says like yeah i was influenced by a lot of stuff and he'll always say phil collins
1: oh for real oh yeah he
0: loves phil awesome collins. so i'm always just like fuck yeah dude i remember
1: reading i was a young kid read about him and uh thought it was so cool that he's like his main influences when he started you know pretty much inventing in the way hardcore gangster rap. He's like, man, I listen to angry white boy music non-stop. Yeah, I love, love Black Flag and Dead Kennedys, all that shit. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, think, talking about There Goes the Neighborhood and something with race that I just brought up to you while that song was playing is uh, the new Spike Lee movie. Oh, uh,
1: Black Klansman?
0: Yeah. And so, we we talked about this a little while the song was playing. You wanna... You wanna...
1: Yeah, I found it interesting. Ryan brought up a interesting point i didn't know about uh
0: what's that dude's name boots riley boots riley and he directed i think he wrote to the the movie that came out a couple months ago called sorry to bother you it's pretty much about a black guy who's a telemarketer
1: doing a white voice so. doing, doing like, a white, uh,
0: excuse me man pretty, pretty much like he's not having any success and one of the other black guys says like man you got to use your white voice okay and he does and then at least from what the previews look like, then he just becomes really successful using his white voice. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, but he had some criticism for Spike Lee's Black Klansman. Well, and as I
1: was reading about this, I I feel him on it. You know, I'd have to read more about it, but it sounds like Spike Lee, yeah, consulted with the NYPD and took 200k in payments from him, and Boots Riley's accusations. That's basically. It's a two hundred thousand dollar ad campaign for police towards communities of color.
0: Is he saying that, like, all right, I Spike took that much money, now he has to be on good behavior to? I don't to, know so much about good to, behavior, to, but to it, make cops look good now.
1: I think the movie cops think this movie in general will help them because it can portray a villain that people can recognize, the Klan, yeah. and put law enforcement in a way to show, look what we did to fight against the Klan and it's one of those things, do you want to pat on the fucking back for fighting against the clan? Like, you guys didn't do much for every, you know, clan operation that was going on to infiltrate. This is, they, he was, Boots Riley was saying this all was COINTELPRO. Yeah. You know, which, those are the people that infiltrated, you know, Malcolm X, Nation of Islam, defamed Dr. King, uh, breakup of the Black Panthers, amongst a slew of other things. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it's, they were breaking up radicalism, all throughout the united states and yeah maybe they got into the clan a little bit but there needs to be more made about what the cia and the fbi did towards communities of color if you even want to get into the crack cocaine epidemic
0: yeah and i'm like i really, i wanted to see this movie i also wanted to see sorry for bother you sorry to bother you but this, this was kind of discouraging i i really hope that um spike lee who was he was very vocal in support of the black lives matter movement. Hopefully he took some of that money, gave it to them, maybe.
1: I would hope so because I've always had respect for Spike Lee. You know, he's a different dude. He's done a lot in film. I mean, some of the best films of the last 20 25 yes, years yes, are Spike did. Lee films and you know, there's a lot to be said for that. I don't really think he's ever quote unquote sold out. Or anything like that. You know, yeah, 200 grand from the NYPD is suspect. Uh, Any portrayal of FBI, CIA as somehow good people during the 60s and 70s is (laughs) pretty disingenuous. I mean, this is an interesting case. I'd like to see the movie. But by no means should these people be patting themselves on the back for a job well done.
0: Yeah, yeah. But...
1: You know, kind of similar to Mississippi Burning. Like, interesting story. The FBI went down there um, after the three civil rights workers were killed. But what were they doing before that? Not a whole no, lot of anything. No, no. You know.
0: God, that movie was depressing.
1: Really depressing movie and a really good movie, too. But at the same time,
0: it's like the FBI shouldn't
1: be portrayed as heroes in any situation.
0: No, and I, it's it's one of those things. People, people want to give cops the the pat on the back. But the thing is, you you guys should have never let the KKK happen.
1: Oh, exactly. And (laughs) Same with our government, you know, government down, you know, president to military to cops. You know, these things should have never been allowed to exist. But it allows for, I think, white people to have their good guy at the end of the day. You know, where it's, I think the truth is a lot darker than that. Yeah. But I'm still gonna see the movie. I'm interested in it. You know, it sounds like a just a different deal, a different story.
0: Yeah. Um Well, I guess we can get into my my other fuck up pick.
1: Oh, and this is are you gonna bring this all home now and go to the strike?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now we're
1: my pick is the strike. Gang warfare and don't know when this song was made. I'm assuming sometime in the '80s.
0: Some sometime in the uh, on the peninsula.
1: Oh yeah, because they're Canadian. Now I've heard, and some i substantiated that they're actually Yupik Eskimos from the Chechny
0: Peninsula. The yeah, band. yeah, they're, that's quite the subculture. Up quite there. the
1: subculture. You're up there in ice. You are in the fur, and you somehow got amplification and <laughs> a love of Oi! Street subculture.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is uh, gang warfare. This is this is a really a really fucking good Oi! song. Um, I was actually unaware till recently. This they had an album earlier than this. That
1: I honestly don't even know another Strike song besides this. Yeah, you. and
0: this one's I think it was called like the Strike Heard Around the World. Okay, and it sounds like young young guys that aren't like really good at their instruments, and they're just trying to rip off stiff little fingers. Okay, funny. And it, so it's so it's really really good.
1: And that's a band we'll have to get into later dude because yeah. I love stiff little fingers. Yeah.
0: So we'll uh we'll play the strike now.
1: Song, I mean so abysmally cliche. Yeah. But good, man. The boots, the gang, the putting the boot in, the, <laughs> the voice, the even the chord because I mean,
0: yeah, they didn't they didn't uh go too deep. No it's, they, not a, it's not a deep cut for an Oi song but it's it's a true oi song. Oh, it is,
1: and it's it's been mimicked so many times. Oh, yeah. And it's still I'm sure By there's us. a band right now recording. Right now. <laughs> With the lyrics that are pretty much the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a common theme.
1: Very common. But something you mentioned to me during the break was the cringeworthiness of the new Sasha Baron Cohen show, Who's yeah, America? Yeah. And, and I've avoided watching this because Ryan knows this about me. I don't know to what level. I can't stand cringeworthy stuff. Cringeworthy to comedy. Comedy. or It doesn't even have to be comedy, dude. Like... um God, there's been times if my wife has something on TV or I see a clip of like American Idol of somebody messing up, like as oh, stupid yeah, as yeah. that show is, I can't watch people undo themselves live. <laughs> I hate it. I'll plug, if I hear someone singing that can't sing, I'll plug my ears. Man, I'm with you. I like can't do I'll, it. I'll be
0: watching it with my girlfriend and like my. My head is just, like, pressed into the couch, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, dude, Ali, I
1: even have done, and it's been recently, yeah, plug the ears and do the na 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 <laughs> yeah. na so I don't have to hear it. Yeah,
0: but I, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a little old news by now, he's <laughs> one of the guys that had to uh, um, resign from office. Was he, like, a Georgia politician or something? a Georgia politician, and Sasha Baron Cohen got him to say sand and words on yeah on camera and i was i was telling my girlfriend like unless someone had a gun to your head saying i'm gonna blow her head off if you don't say this on camera that will that will be the only time
1: oh exactly I there's really no it. context for him saying that.
0: yeah like if you if he gives you the script and you are especially to playing yourself mm-hmm. as in i am a what is it? Like Louisiana. It was some rep- Georgia yeah. Republican
1: dickhead.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am said Republican dickhead from Georgia. Yeah. And this is the script I'm playing by myself. And and yeah, so apparently now he's looking into suing him. Well, and I love that suing. And they tried doing that with the Borat movie and oh, everything.
1: Yeah. You know, all these people. It's well, like you're suing somebody because you got caught on camera being honest.
0: Well, yeah. And there's a, there's another guy who <laughs> he, he got... Sacha Baron Cohen had a had a dildo sticking out of his pants, and he got this guy to to bite down on it. Holy shit! To 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 apparently uh, fight terrorism, and this guy's really embarrassed and wants to sue him.
1: And now it's like no one made you bite a dildo out of a man's pants.
0: Yeah, why are you why are you guys so eager to defend like? I will say, you guys must really be afraid of refugees. If you're willing to bite down on someone's dildo. Oh, yeah, because l- you
1: know how these guys feel about gays and oh, all that, which oh, makes yeah. it even funnier. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the same was done with all his shows in that he's an expert about making people feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. And he'll get you to say things. We, it doesn't shock me that a politician from Georgia... Some right wing dickhead says sand n word. No, I'm assuming he says that and many other variations of said word.
0: Yes, but the fact like I'm, I'm glad that he actually you know burned burned a motherfucker for getting him to say it on camera. Oh yeah, and and he, the
1: characters he invents are so genius because. They make people feel comfortable. Like even Borat, you know, he's from some country that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. He's vaguely white, kind of. <laughs> they they feel comfortable being able to open up to anything. If he said, I'm from Mexico, no one's going to open up to him. You yeah. know, if he was a black guy. But if you're from Kazakhstan, or in this case, he's what, from the Israeli, like Mossad or whatever. Yeah. Like they're, Of course they're going to open up because they have the common theme of, you know, oh, we're going to talk about terrorism. You know, we support Israel. Oh, in, yeah, yeah. Israel. Yeah.
0: Need to pr- protect and honor our borders. Yeah,
1: ex- and support you know an apartheid state. But I digress. Oh,
0: dude, but it's yeah, it is. It's tough to watch. I I think it's six episodes in now, and I'm I'm really hoping this is.
1: And you were talking about uh, th- we're talking about the Georgia guy now, and I, I know the guy's face, but I can't think of his name. And but you were talking. I guess he interviewed a real housewife, this uh Gret- Gretchen Rossi. And Slade Smiley. Now, I haven't really watched ever The Real Housewives. I know some of them just from popular culture. But a man named Slade, I'm interested to see embarrass himself. If how possible.
0: did How did the name Slade come up twice in this podcast well, it, with two it, different?
1: Honestly, dude, it seems ordained. We mentioned the band, and now we've gotten to the real Slade, dude, yeah, and yeah. his last name Smiley, which is funny as yeah, fuck too.
0: That is cringeworthy. Imagine him in school. That's, that's embarrassing enough. I'm sure. I'm surprised you're not like already turning away. Yeah,
1: thinking about being in school, he was like, is Slade Smiley here? Like, I would have beat that kid up.
0: I can see, if you saw him, though, he'd be a guy who, his name was probably normal, and then he changed it to Slade Smiley. Yeah. To try to be more unique.
1: Well, yeah, and Slade is such a, it sounds so porn star-esque, you know.
0: Uh, There's a, a douchebag my girlfriend used to work with. His name is Seth. And apparently he legally changed it to be spelled with a C so that he'd have, like, a conversation piece about his name. Wow. Yeah, that's K- how... Keth. Keth. <laughs> no, it's Seth. Like, But, like, it's... Oh, my like, God. But, like, he can, he can now talk about his name does he do
1: a little asterisk above the C to make it like celtic i don't
0: fucking know i mean there was very little i wanted to know about this guy because i came up with my conclusion about him fast
1: i kind of want to get into a conversation <laughs> with him though and ask about the name and just watch him you know
0: tell me about well what i don't think i don't think anyone has ever spelt their name like that
1: no, I've seen some pretty bad ones though, man. Like I just saw recently, I won't even mention what person this is, but a, uh, you know, the baby announcements where people have like, it's, let's just say what it is when white people uh, <laughs> take pictures with like the name of the kid and they're, they're looking real white, you know, the, the latest haircut, the Han Solo boots for the chick, Absolutely. The, the whole thing. And this kid's name is, uh, Jackson Bryce. And it's J A. That's
0: the first name?
1: Well, I don't even I don't even know because apparently they have a last name, which I don't know what it is.
0: But the but, first... but
1: it's Jackson and then Bryce. I'm assuming that might be it could be first altogether, or that might be the middle name Bryce. But Jackson is spelled J-A-X-E-N. Oh. And it's like to me, you can't change the spelling of something that's been in the English language forever, like Jackson.
0: Yeah, well, and especially too. Jax. Yeah, like like abbreviating that name is now Jax. Granted, I mean you can't yeah. call him Jack if you want to, but but like,
1: Jax like from Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah, you yeah. know, Jack. But
1: seeing that, dude, I hate the the new the newfound names, and you know that that kid will be called by his first and middle name. You know, J- Jackson Bryce, come here. It's like, what what were you doing? You know, did you take your ADD medicine today? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> god i'm gonna hate that kid
1: yeah and sorry if anyone's listening and has a kid named jackson bryce but i i hate that yeah or seth with a c i
0: actually no i don't i don't apologize for that no that because that name sucks yeah Uh, but
1: uh no i need to
0: start watching that jackson bryce sounds like such a white liberal name well
1: that's the thing dude like i used to not consider those names to be I get I don't even want to call liberal left and we'll get into that for a second but like I always growing up in the suburbs those kids were always like the uber bimbo republican mom
0: yeah. like bleach
1: blonde mom and her little like
0: Caden James but I don't I don't think so anymore that seems like a farmers market uh neoliberalism name okay and uh speaking of neo neoliberalism I was I was talking about that would maybe I shouldn't talk about the relation how, how I know her, but uh, but said
1: I, said woman you know said
0: said woman I know th- through other people through I, another person I will probably never meet this person in real life but and that's she
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, she shared on social media that she uh, she was cleaning up the city first off amazing.
1: <laughs> and you know, I think UNICEF needs to come in and give her a fucking medal.
0: I mean, you are joking, but let's get real. That is—that's a really nice thing people need to do. More people do need to do that. This is kind of like adopt a highway shit. Yeah, pick yeah, up yeah. Stuff. yeah, picking picking up trash. They got a bunch of bags of trash. Then she also posted pictures of human feces. Okay. Which is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, unless it's your own, which is fine. <laughs> well, yeah, you're showing your dudes. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe what just happened. Oh hell yeah, dude, you got to show me that. But um, she she went on to say in her post, uh, like how how fucking cool am I that I that I do charity work every half a decade? But, yeah. <laughs> maybe, but um, apparently she felt. Obligated to share that she told a homeless woman, how do you live in this filth? And then she was apparently... Yeah, it's
1: like, don't you have a fucking house?
0: Yeah, and then apparently she thought it was rude that the homeless woman told her to fuck off and you're being disrespectful to me. Yeah. And I, w- I was hearing about this and I was like, this, this is fucking neoliberalism run amok. Because I, I know... I know a little bit as a woman. I know she's not a Trump supporter. I no. know she does she's have... She's your
1: cliche suburban liberal.
0: Yeah. And that pissed me off so fucking much because, yeah, you... Okay, you cleaned up the city. I don't even care how often you do it. That does not give you the fucking right to go up to yeah. people. And and you... That's a condescending fucking question. You're not asking a question. Oh, absolutely. You're saying, you're saying like, why are you so gross? That's what, that's, oh, and that's, and that's, that's, that's one of those
1: things. How can you live in this kind of film? Because she doesn't have a fucking home. And if you were actually left and not just liberal, maybe you could start attacking the question of why she doesn't have a home. Yeah. And figuring that out rather than, can you believe
0: she lives in this? Oh, my God. Yeah. But it just it fucking pissed me off so much. Like, cool, yeah, you do one good thing. As far as I know, you're total fucking bitch all the time. You do one charitable thing, you put mm-hmm. it on social media, and, For me and to be like, "Oh, that's really, that's really nice." Yeah,
1: and in doing your one nice thing, manage to completely make someone further feel degraded. Yeah, that's already at the bottom.
0: And I will say there there is something to sharing your your charity work on social media. Like it's because it because it does promote that type of work. Like mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this person does it. I'm gonna maybe look into that too. Yeah, but or I'm there, helping out an animal shelter. But there is there yeah, but there is a part. Like if you're if you're doing if you're doing all this stuff or don't donating some amount of money, you don't need likes to do it. Well, exactly, and it's one of those things that if you truly,
1: I hate to question people's sincerity, but if you truly cared and it was in your heart to do something, I wouldn't be thinking of where's my camera to document what I'm doing. I'd feel weird doing that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the the crux of the issue. You know, what's the need for self, you know, congratulatory and wanting other people to congratulate you and what a job you did. And that you, like, was this filmed for talking to the homeless lady?
0: No, no. This was just like what she said on the post. Okay. About it. Wow.
1: But I think what that speaks to in the subject of liberal is how out of touch people are. Oh, yeah. that lady doesn't understand what she did was so egregious. Yeah. And in her liberal worldview, she was doing something nice and this homeless lady was gross and in her way. <laughs> and because to her, the most important thing is picking up trash and addressing the environment and not why do some people not have homes and have to shit on the street. Yeah. And I, I think that's something I've been delving into lately and I'll get into with my next song pick here is that. Me and you, we were children, of you know, yeah, the 80s and 90s, and I was raised in a household that I thought was a liberal household, because that was in stark contrast to, you know, conservative families in the neighborhood. Yeah. And then I've come to learn that liberal does not mean left, you know, it's a... You can talk about neoliberalism which has become a basically derogatory term for modern democrats <laughs> you know and it comes from neoliberal economics which is basically what europe has become the last god i don't know 40 50 years yeah you know where social liberalism is accepted you know gay marriage pro-choice um you know saying everyone's equal but in practice all it does is create, you know, more victims and more oppressors through, you know, crooked economies. And look at our free trade agreements and what those yeah. do.
0: And that's that's one thing people in America aren't they're they're just not thinking about it at all, which is which is so dangerous. Like, yeah, we we live we live very good lives mm-hmm. in in America. Even even the poorest of our people. I mean, maybe not, maybe that's an exaggeration, but like you know we, we get to yeah. have shelter like other countries do not ever have to worry or sorry like do not ever even get the chance to think about this i was in Co- i was in costco yesterday and i was just going through the aisles and pe- people buy so much shit every day unnecessary
1: shit like you need the two Three gallon things of teriyaki sauce. Dude, we
0: we we go. I'm just gonna say we we only buy we only buy cleaning products to make myself sound better. Uh huh. At Costco,
1: because okay, what you just did there, dude, is what people do with Walmart all the
0: time. You
1: <laughs> no. gave the one thing you buy to let people know, like I'm not one of those people. You know, so I only buy my cleaning products, and I I admittedly have done the same thing. I buy the work pants dickies yeah. at Walmart. Well,
0: also too for. For being a vegetarian, there's a little at fucking Costco. No,
1: yeah, good luck finding the free sample ladies with anything vegetarian. Oh, yeah, dude.
0: yeah, that sucked. And also, yeah, I don't, I, I can't even go to the frozen section because you yeah, have the jumbo box of taquitos with 500 taquitos in it is beef. Oh, of course, dude. Yeah, like they're
1: really going to have a vegetarian option, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because people that usually buy 500 taquito boxes aren't interested in being <laughs> a vegetarian. Yeah. Or even
0: even anything moderately yeah. healthy. But like I, w- I was in there looking at so many people because it was a fucking Sunday because I'm an idiot and I went to Costco on a Sunday. But just shopping, everyone goes in there, spends at least $100. Mm-hmm. And you got people who made your shoes that can't even fathom that
1: well exactly and, and it's
0: not in their dreams to even have that stuff cuz they're worried about getting clean water well
1: we have the same people here in america like that homeless lady you're just talking about you have that and then you have a store like Costco and it, it the juxtaposition just becomes so ridiculous it is you know here's a store where not only you can buy stuff for cheap but it's more than anyone should ever want yeah you know, almost to the point of being grotesque.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, they, we were we were about to buy... Like, I'm going to make myself... you getting those... I'm I'm first try. off, what
1: fucking cleaning products are you buying <laughs> that you need to go to Costco?
0: Uh, Paper towels. Okay. And, uh, oh, I got my dog food there. Okay. I got toilet paper. Laundry detergent.
1: Okay, so this is more than just cleaning products. This is actually personal hygiene products, yes, too. Yes, yes. Okay.
0: Um, but... We were going to buy some Lysol for the toilet. Mm-hmm. The only package they had was an eight-pack of, like, the 22-ounce fluid-ounce So you bottles. can just have... Yeah. And I'm like, well, one, I've, I've lived in my place for a year and a half, and I think I just ran out. I don't need eight bottles. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. But,
1: but I feel like I've always wondered, too, because I work with somebody that's a Costco person. Dude. And there's people, only there's only her and her husband in the house and they buy so much shit and talk about what they buy i can't believe the amount a the amount of food that some the two people can put away
0: yeah and, i will say too like people who are like definite costco people they're fucking weird oh yeah because there's a
1: cult behind it dude. <laughs> there
0: are like they won't uh, I, have a, I have a friend, his dad swears, if if Costco doesn't carry it, you don't need it. Yeah, like That's, like
1: clothing, dude. You can get your, what were they called, like Chaps jeans
3: I back in the day?
0: I think they Chaps. I think they still have them, In the Kirkland it's Signature. Like, they, have, they have a whole section of, like, what dads that have given up on having oh, an opinion. Oh, just pin- giving up on life, well, dude. Well, ha- yeah. Ha- like I've given up on having an opinion of what I wear, so I'm just going to get these pile of jeans.
1: Yeah, the pile of jeans the ill-fitting large shirt and then some comfortable shoes because the back hurts <laughs> yeah. and we've seen some dads like this and it's i hope i'm never that yeah you know even if i'm old and fat as shit i still want to buy something that i think might look somewhat cool
0: yeah uh but
1: digressing back to liberalism yes i think that's that's the issue here. my next song pick here is uh it's an old folk tune, which is going to become a recurring theme here. I love old folk music. And it's Phil Oaks with Love Me, I'm a Liberal. And this song kind of further opened my eyes. Uh, one powerful thing I heard was uh, James Cromwell, the actor from Babe. Yeah. Who's a legit dude. He actually...
0: Did he? He passed away, right? No. Oh. Okay.
1: Not that I know of. Uh, going back to what we were talking about, the FBI, you know, the Mississippi yeah. burning. So he went to high school with uh, Mickey Schwerner, which is one of those kids that was killed. yeah, And... So James Cromwell, big-time activist, radical guy, part of the Freedom Riders, the whole deal, he said, don't ever call me a liberal. Yeah. I'm a radical progressive. And I thought that's so important to people to understand the difference between your blase, soccer mom liberal who gets nervous in the grocery store around black people but (laughs) votes
0: Democrat
1: versus someone
2: we
0: can talk about getting nervous in the grocery store later but i do want to say i I have something to say about getting nervous in the grocery store but it's totally different totally (laughs) yeah but but that made me remember it but we'll we'll uh we'll pick
1: that up after this man but uh phil oaks love me i'm a liberal a very uh done in his type of humor and great song
0: yeah
4: In every American community, you have varying shades of political opinion. One of the shadiest of these is the liberals. An outspoken group on many subjects. Ten degrees to the left of center in good times, ten degrees to the right of center if it affects them personally. So here, then, is a lesson in safe logic. I cried when they shot Medgar
2: Evers.
4: Tears ran down my spine. And I cried when they shot Mr. Kennedy. As though I'd lost a father of mine. But Malcolm X got what was coming. He got what he asked for this time. So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Get it? <laughs> I go to civil rights rally And I put down the old D.A.R. D.A.R. That's the Dykes of the American Revolution <laughs> I love Harry and Sydney and Sammy I hope every colored boy becomes a star But don't talk about revolution That's going a little bit too far So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal I cheered when Humphrey was chosen My faith in the system restored And I'm glad that the commies were thrown out From the AFL-CIO bar And I love Puerto Ricans and Negroes As long as they don't move next door So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Ah, the people of old Mississippi Should all hang their heads in shame Now I can't understand how their minds work What's the matter, don't they watch Les Cray? But if you ask me to boss my children, I hope the cops take down your name. So love me, love me, love me, I'm a liberal. Yes, I read New Republic and Nation. I've learned to take every view. You know, I've memorized Lerner and Golden. I feel like I'm almost a Jew But when it comes to times like Korea There's no one more red, white, and blue So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal I vote for the Democratic Party They want the UN to be strong I attend all the Pete Seeger concerts He sure gets me singing those
2: songs
4: And I'll send all the money you ask for But don't ask me to come on along So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Sure, once I was young and impulsive I wore every conceivable pin Even went to socialist meetings, learned all the old union hymns. Ah, but I've grown older and wiser, and that's why I'm turning you in. So love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal.
1: Right man, Phil Oaks, let me I'm a liberal. And I didn't mention that was from Did it? Yeah. (laughs) That was from nineteen sixty-six. So, I mean, as true as ever today, and there's there's so many analogies that you could simply replace with leaders of today or issues. But the one that always stuck out to me was, you know, if you ask me to bust my children, I hope the cops take down your name. And that's still going on now, issues with trying to make schools more diverse, and there's been a fight back against that. I mean, I was in Ballard High School in the early 2000s and our principal, he was a cool dude, he actually quit. He had an assembly where he basically yelled at the school and told them why he's quitting. is because they just, you know, voted to eliminate all sort of school busing diversity initiatives. So from having then three black kids in Ballard High, it went to zero.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. One thing people need to know about Seattle being... The metropolitan place it is, it is not diverse. <laughs> it is not, dude.
1: This is the great white north. And now with gentrification, our small, diverse part of the city isn't really even there anymore.
0: No, no, it ain't. Everyone's getting pushed out.
1: Yeah, it is one one white city, dude. What well,
0: it sucks, yeah, because white gentrifying, white flight people are going to neighborhoods like White Center and then looking for charter schools. Well, that's
1: what it is. Uh, what, Obviously, we just, we settled here in Kent, but just a couple of years ago, uh, my wife and I were looking for a house. We walked into one in West Seattle, and I told my mom where it was, and that that used to be next to the housing projects down there. And it was, you, you know, a rough area. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we, So I walk in this house, and we ended up not buying it because as we walked in, there were three fucking inspections going on at once from three different I don't know, fucking dorks that, you know, are trying to bid each other out with how much money they make. And so we knew it was hopeless, and the house was a piece of shit. You know, so they're bidding on something that really should be torn down. Yeah. And I
0: walk in... And there was, I walked into, it was like fucking
1: Oprah's book of the month club.
0: You you and your wife were the only people trashy enough to really realistically like that house. Well,
1: exactly. (laughs) And while I was like, well, this ain't happening, you know, and I also didn't mind the neighborhood or anything. I was like, yeah, this place seems cool. And I walk in there, dude, and I think Julie went off somewhere else and I walked into our real estate agent sitting in a circle in the living room with other white moms and one Asian lady. Because let's face it, most situations in Seattle, it's a bunch of white people and one Asian. It was a cave bitch convention with their diverse friends. <laughs> exactly. And they were all discussing. If I assume all these women were the, uh, the moms of people that put in offers. And they were discussing choice schools. Because let's face it, they didn't, you know, want to send their kids <laughs> to school there. <laughs> and, it's a bad neighborhood. Yeah, and hearing people talk about, in my, it, let's face it, dude, it was blatant racism. But instead of actually talking like a racist guy, like, I, ah, instead of my kid, no,
2: <laughs> no,
1: you got, I just really am concerned about choice schools, you know, so little Braxton can go, you know, be with his lily white friends and I don't know what kind of, what the name of a choice school is. Around Jackson here. Bryce. Jackson Bryce can be there with Caden and Jaden and Ryler. <laughs> and they can all just talk amongst themselves about who's more blonde. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hi, we're the Aryans. <laughs>
0: Who has blonder hair and bluer eyes? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I like to kill
1: stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And that, it was such a weird thing to walk into and I'm like, it was one of those moments you see in like movies where I'm like, this ain't my fucking scene, like I'm bouncing. Yeah,
0: Yeah, And we
1: got out of there and seeing that go on, it was, it showed everything that was wrong with Seattle in one house. Yeah. You know, people battling each other to get this piece of property in an area that used to be considered undesirable. And then talking about how they want to send their kids to these insular schools, where God forbid they have any experience about what living in a city is. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Kind of rounded out the Phil Oaks thing good there with some little modern situation.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, my my last pick uh, for this episode is I, I mentioned them um, last time, and you love
1: this band, dude. I do, and let's. I'd say my first experience with this band still today don't even own any of their stuff, but our good friend Victor, if it wasn't for this band, we wouldn't have met. Yeah,
0: him. so I I learned about this band probably I think around in 2014. Uh, our band Crucial Change just had an album come out, and um, good I, plug, good plug. And I had I had some friends in Spain yeah wow that plug that plug really has nothing to do with it either. well you
1: just have to mention that we were in a band too yeah, yeah So, yeah. and we are I had,
0: I had a friend from Spain uh, tell me to check out this band and I think it was their, their first full length album I was like this fucking rocks and um, now this album came out in 2016 and it's honestly probably one of the best punk records in the last 10 years front to back it's awesome uh, just incredibly powerful uh but I know when it comes to a lot of foreign language punk there's I I think I think I know everyone who knows about the band and during that time yeah. it was it was me it was my friend uh Jeremiah he knew about okay. Krim. uh and Byron from Singles Going Steady, and like, which
1: isn't saying much because we need to have Byron on here. Byron knows every record ever. It, yeah, and you should know. Yes, you think you're going to wow him on something? He'll make you feel like an idiot. Yeah. Day.
0: So at least in within Seattle, I I knew the people who knew of Crim, and we were at we were we we're checking out our dudes from Flatfoot 56. Oh, that was Flatfoot. Okay, and they were playing with Agent Orange, and I I see this small kid in the pit with a Crim shirt and i pretty much chased him down saying dude how do you how do you know that band i'm from a spain <laughs> and that's what he said to me he's like i'm from espan yeah and we're like whoa dude gnarly <laughs> yeah and he's he's our friend today this was about this was a little over a year ago and he we had a really good year with him last year. I'd say,
1: dude, he's even more than friend. Like he's official squad, dude. Oh, dude,
0: definitely, definitely squad 2018. Yep, dude. But yeah, he was—he's one of our really good friends, and he—he uh, he showed us some bands from where he—he he lives in Spain. He had—he unfortunately had to—he had to move back. Um,
1: yeah I think we'll, we'll be seeing Victor back here. We hopefully we'll see him here with another plug when we actually go and tour over there with our band.
0: Yeah once we get our passports and such
1: yep going over to Portugal, Spain and France kind of a whole Latin slam there dude. yeah
0: but uh, take a listen to Crim. hope you like it! <laughs> <laughs>
5: per gràcies he de Una cremor que em passegueix pels casa y no se pasa. Me'n poso des de dins las lágrimas cridar i les llègrimes caien em fa sentir com el fusco La llum es filtra se la persiana que s'apagui el món Y que capco voli ser el cap estancada no trobar-te i escriurem i l'una dels teus cabells plena momento i en forma
0: That was crim with very carucat. (laughs) Yeah, dude. You saying that was awesome. That was horrible.
1: But when I was writing it out, dude, I was like, I don't know how to even say this. Because here's the thing, dude. I feel like us looking at something in Spanish... Is not that hard. We see Spanish a lot. Yeah. You know, but this being a dialect
0: of, what is it, Catalan? Yeah, this is Catalan. I have no fucking clue. Yeah, dude. and it it it, translate, it translates to expired poison. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. But well, that song the po- is-
1: so the poison was good and now it's expired. So what, does the poison not work anymore or is it more dangerous?
0: That's a good fucking question. Yeah, because if
1: the strychnine
0: expired... So I've, I've tried to talk to these guys do they not have any
2: English <laughs> I
0: just said like it was like hey like like I'm a big fan are you guys gonna come oh, hombre. <laughs> like, like I'm a big fan are you guys gonna come to Seattle any, any of that stuff and it's just like
1: thank you Ryan it's like
0: thank you Ryan we plan yes
1: okay so you know these guys pulled up the free translation or just oh like, yeah
0: and like when I saw him at Punk Rock Bowling that was like the only reason I went this year and PRB PRP Bro. Yeah, and yeah, in between them, their songs trying to speak in English. You know that they were. Was they it? Were, they I'm were,
1: so glad you guys here go fucking crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was, it was. pretty much the exact like you. You can tell they just rehearsed how to say thank you, which would be rough. Like I, as much as we're laughing, dude, I can't pass judgment on it because that would be like us going to like Russia. And we have to say something, dude. You just go over and over it to try and say it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But this is off their their album that came out in 2016. It translates to Blue Blood, Red Skies. I'm not going to try to say it. I butchered the last (laughs) fucking thing I tried to say in their language.
1: (laughs) Cool name for an album, though, man. Yeah.
0: The reason I picked that song is when it leads into the bridge... uh, all the, the bass rhythm guitar and lead guitar are all playing the same thing mm-hmm. and they're they're playing a high part and I I love when a whole band can do that and pull it off it
1: just gets in unison
0: yeah and then it breaks into um you know back to rhythm and then a solo but I just I loved how they were all they are all going no the song's there. fucking it was gnarly legit. man uh but yeah, this is the end of our. Well, we're getting to the end of our fourth episode here. All right, man. I, I we
1: one thing we really want to do is thank our main homeboy from Brazil. He's got he's got the official titles, like he's our Brazilian bro. Oh yeah, Brazilian uh, bro. Jonathan Souza for doing our artwork for the for the podcast logo, man. It's it's well, everything also, we wanted.
0: Yeah, and also just the the art. I mean, what well, he's done? Like three designs for us. Dude, as, he's as done so
1: much for our band, and, and like and
0: he's. He's so easy. One we don't we don't necessarily need to tell him anything. We're just like, "Hey, do this, make it look like something like propaganda." And and he knows what to fucking do. And exactly. this guy, I
1: mean, he's a professional graphic designer and he does some incredible stuff and I am, I admire people especially like he's a great guy too and just nicest dude in the world. Um but when somebody knows how to do something that I have no even slightest inkling of where to begin, <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm, yeah, I'm honored. He's a he's a rocking dude, and uh, I know him and his family want to actually try and immigrate here. Yeah,
0: I know they've been they've been talking about it, and it, it'd be cool because yeah, Brazil. I mean, America ain't no. Well, that's what
1: I was telling him. I was like, "You should be fucking sure about that, dude?" But I mean, Brazil, Brazil is sucks a hell ass. in a fucking handbasket, yeah. dude. It's bad. You got like a right-wing dictatorship verging on ethnic cleansing going on. So we're pretty we're we're leading up to it. They're fucking right in it. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, big big thanks to Jonathan. He always comes through so easy too. Um, but. Also, fun fact, Tyler, is that... Time
1: I, to make up the percentage. What is it?
0: <laughs> Let's say 125%. Percent,
1: point 0.3. Uh, I,
0: I heard a statistic. It was like 90% of podcasts don't go past the third episode. And, and, and let me count, dude. People just... Eins,
1: Spy, Dry, fia. Fia? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's four. So we're we're past that ninety percent bullshit. So now dude. there's no
1: getting fucking rid of us.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> until we get the cease and desist letter from, from various the- record <laughs> labels of
1: like fucking Jimmy Iveen's at my door. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me talk to
1: you. He's like, "Where's this
0: fucking Tyler? <laughs> Buick?" Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, we're, we're enjoying this. If if any of you have any questions for us, I don't know why you would. We're, I mean, we're not that interesting. We're just two dildos being dildos on the radio. Yeah, now. dude,
1: we're pretty we're pretty on the ball dildos, though, man. <laughs> like, we're the newest invention.
6: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we
1: got an official Instagram for the, the podcast now, which I don't know how to give Instagram, like... Uh, addresses, but it's just Ryan's, Tyler's, and Bear's my, has an official page.
0: Yeah. I'm sure if you follow one of us already on social media, you can find it. But and I know I'm my
1: followers, dude. I mean, it's going to be tough, dude, to like, talk to people personally because I'm in, like, the tens to you know, Oh, tens. dude, you're,
0: you're, you're Tiger Beat status.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. So, yeah. and that's the thing. Yeah, we got we to gotta do some more reaching out. I've never been much
0: of a social media guy, but, uh, but we'll po- We'll probably just post memes from our friend Jeff that we get every day, that are good. Oh,
1: Jeff's memes are fucking good. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'd like to give a shout out to this guy who I've never personally met in person, but Eric Markley. <laughs> the, you know, if Eric, if he ever listens to this, like I know you've met him and like I think kicked his, you with him and stuff. His his his, his meme memes game. are fucking great, dude. Yeah. Like he posted one. I'll leave you guys with this. It's. Since we covered uh, body count earlier, he had one with a, uh, it's a blue line, which we've all seen the blue line, you know, flare, And it said, uh, it said, I'm with her so he can patrol all night (laughs) sleeping with a cop's wife. (laughs) And uh, I think we should end on that.
0: Yeah, we definitely should. All right, guys. uh, Till the next one. All right, later.